And then all of a sudden it happened. Palm Sunday, that week of Palm Sunday, it just happened. And listen, you have to understand how this happened because it's important. Listen, the permits weren't all in. The drawings weren't all approved. The inspections never got fully finished. The, the, uh, the, the, the projects never are, are still far from being, and based on, on what they said was required when we got into this mess, we had a lot more to do before we could enter in. And yet, on that week, in a simple conversation with one man at the Department of Buildings, permission was granted. Our righteousness. He's the resurrection and the life. 
you are this Sunday. That conversation goes like this, Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. The scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Somebody say amen. 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 I am so excited to be with you this morning. I'm going to pick up where we left off in the message last week. Palm Sunday. God's people had been waiting for a Messiah. They had been hearing about this Jesus and they have been following him to see if he was going to be the one. And when they realized he wasn't coming to do what they wanted him to do, they turned on him. And we talked about last week how we do that today. In our stubbornness, in our, in our arrogance, we reduce the creator of the universe, this God with all the names, into a lamp that we can rub and get our wishes. And when he doesn't give us what we wish for, we cast them aside. We forget all that he's done. We forget all that we have. We forget to walk in thanksgiving every day of our lives just for the every day. And I believe the voice of the Lord this morning is saying, remember me. Remember me. Remember me. So good to see you, my brother. So good to see you. Remember me. Whatever the trouble is, whatever the pain is, whatever the hurt is, whatever the despair, the depression, the insecurity, the loneliness, whatever the situation is, whatever is missing, remember me. I have a name that matches your name. So Monday, Monday, Jesus looks over Jerusalem and he weeps for the city. His heart breaks for the people and it's recorded that he goes into the temple and he tears it up on the officials and the leaders who were running businesses in the temple. He goes into the church and he cleans house, he flips the table. See, the church, the religious are judged first. I didn't expect to be there. He, he cleans house with the church first. See, because, the, 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 because when we say we know him, God expects us to act that way. Come on, I don't care what holiday it is. We, we get into the word, amen? When we say that we know him, God expects us. I'm not going to be nice today, amen? We came to the wrong place. When we, when we say we know him, he wants us to act like it. And so, unfortunately, not much has changed in some circles of Christianity. Evangelists and churches even are, are still trying to profit off of the loss. Still trying to profit off of the hurting. Jesus flipped the tables over. He said, my house will be a house of prayer. 
praying for the lost, not profiting of them. Amen. Tuesday. On Tuesday, Judas, one of the disciples, starts bargaining with the Sanhedrin. Starts discussing the terms on which he would betray him. This is all in one week. Wednesday. Wednesday was a silent day. There's no record in the Gospels. And then comes Thursday. Thursday was powerful. Peter and John, they were sent to prepare a place where they could have a Passover meal together. This would be the, the Last Supper. This is that picture that Walita has over the dining room table. The velvet. Oh, that's old school. That's old school. The velvet, you know that selfie that Jesus posed with, that he put all the disciples on one side of the table and they posed for that picture? This is that, that, that day, and on that day, the last day alone with his disciples, he, he chose to do a couple of things that, he chose to do a couple of things that I want us to reflect on this morning, amen? Amen. At that last meal, so many things happened. It was such a, uh, remember, imagine if you had one last meal to share with your, with your people, with your family, with your friends. With your, if you had one last meal, this is that last meal. So he made it the most memorable time together. He gave them illustrations and examples to remember and to live by. Things that you and I still carry or should walk in this to this very day. So what happened on that night? The gospel records different aspects from different points of view of what went down. I love that we have the four Gospels and, 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 they, and they tell us from, from different hearts and from different point of view, God used their individuality to share the word. And so, and some people say, well, that's, that's why you can tell, you know, the, the Bible's man-made. That's why, because there's inconsistency. This one mentions this one. Shut up. If 12 of us, listen, if 12 of us went to see the same play, Right? And then we met back here and they said, let's discuss the play. This one is going to be so amazed by the lighting and the, and the theater and that's going to be her focus. And, and it's going to be beautiful. She's going to tell us all about that. And this one is the acting man. No, because she's an actor. She's an actress and so she's like, oh man. that And, and this one's going to see this and this one's going to see that. And together by from the 12, we're going to get an awesome picture of that play. We're not going to say, wait, did you guys go to see the same thing? We're going to get a full picture. I love that about the Gospels. You need to look at the Scriptures that way. Look at the Gospels that way. So, so John tells us in John 13 that during the supper, during the supper, he laid aside his outer garments. Jesus gets up from the table. He lays aside his outer garments. So he's, he's taking off a layer, right? He's, he's exposed. He's exposing himself. And he puts a towel around his waist. And he gets a water basin. And it says that he went to each and every disciple and washed their feet. And he sat at the table. Picture the scene. He takes off the master, the father, the king of kings. Takes off his outer garments, goes and he puts a towel around, he assumes the place of a servant. And then when he 
that, that are dirty from chancletas walking in the dirt. Can you, can you imagine? And he washes their feet. And then when he's done and, and, and he just, he composed and puts his outer garment back on and he comes to the table. And he says to them, do you understand what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you're right for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly I say to you, a servant is not greater than the master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So remember, this is his last meal with his disciples before the cross. And he's telling those that follow him, he says, when you deal with each other, when you deal with people, remember me. When you deal with people that are hard to deal with, don't raise your hand, but you have some around you. When you deal with people that rub you the wrong way, when you deal with people that lie, that betray, that cheat, that, that, that don't treat you right, that talk behind your back, when you deal with people, remember me. When you deal with each other, remember me. Remember that I, the master, came as a servant and I ministered to your need. Remember, the word doesn't tell us and it doesn't tell us not, but we have to assume that even Judas had his feet washed. Knowing that God already knew that he would be the one to betray, knowing he washed his feet. God is saying, when you come with your petty little you know, when we come with our petty little, but God, we don't understand. I don't? Remember me. Remember how I gave you what you didn't deserve. Just take that one and say, okay, ouch. 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 It's Easter, Pastor. Be nice. He takes it even further because he, he sees around the table and he sees that, that Peter's on Instagram and that, and that this one is, is posting pictures of the feet washing on his Facebook. He's not paying attention. So, so Jesus, he takes it even further. John 13, he tells him, listen, a new commandment I give to you. That you love one another just as I have loved you. Just as I have loved you, you are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. Family, to ignore this commandment is to ignore all of Scripture. To not feel the weight of this Scripture in your everyday life is to remain fruitless. That's why I put it on the wall. They will know us by our love. That's John 13, 35. If the, if the people inside and outside of this building don't know us by our love, then I don't want to be known for anything else. Then we should stay shut down. Because nothing else matters, amen? See, the, the call is this. You go to God with your love, and then you go to everybody else with his. Come on. You go to God with yours, and then you go to everybody with his. The next and, and probably the most powerful illustration he would leave with us with them on that night was actually done at the table. 
In Matthew 26, 26, it says, while they were eating, Jesus took the bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body. And then he took the cup, he gave thanks, and he offered them to, to them saying, drink from it, all of you. This is the blood of my covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Luke's gospel adds, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus says, when, when he takes the bread and the, and the wine and, and when he, he performs it and breaks it and he gives it, he says, do this to remember me. All I wanted to do this morning with you is to have communion. All I wanted to do this Easter is to have, and I know so many people come to church on Sunday because it's a feel-good day. You wear your nice clothes. You got plans for afterwards. You feel good about yourself because, you know, you endured a Sunday service where hopefully there's a lot of music, a cute kids choir, maybe a play of some sort that you can laugh at later when you're home with your family. But you came to the wrong church today. <laughs> We've been shut down for five months. We're not about to fluff no more. <laughs> we want to focus on the, we want to keep the main thing, the main thing. and we'll do all that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but we're not here to entertain. Amen? I want you, my challenge to you today is to get past the clothes. You can go hunt for eggs later somewhere if you feel like it. You can go pay for an overpriced meal at a restaurant in just a few. But right now, God is saying today you're going to remember me. Remember me. You're gonna, you're gonna remember. God is saying, what role am I gonna play in your life? Am I Christmas and Easter to you? Am I Christmas and Easter and not what I deserve? One day. When are you gonna enter in? When are you gonna realize the church is not a building you dress up for? It's a body you lay it all down for. to draw us close to God. And so Jesus gave us these symbols so that we can connect them to the body which he gave up for us, to the blood which was shed for our forgiveness. Paul, Paul was, after the Corinthian church had been practicing this, had been doing this in memory, and they started getting things a little twisted. And they started, they started being very casual with communion. That's one reason so that you know why at the sanctuary we don't do it every once a month. We don't do it at a set time. I, I, I do it when because I want to make it real. I want to make it special. I don't want to make it, this is communion Sunday again of the month and, and I don't want us to get casual with it. Amen? So Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11, he said a person should examine himself first. Oh, you didn't think you were coming to examine yourself today. You were coming to examine a building. You were coming to examine a, a, a church. You, were, you didn't think you were coming to examine you, but God is saying, you're going to remember me today. 
He said a person should examine himself first, and in this way let him eat the bread and drink the cup. For the one who eats and drinks without careful regard for the body eats and drinks judgment against himself. And that's why some of you are sick. That's why some of you are sick. I want you to think about that. I heard a, a, this man give a testimony. He's, he's, known, he's known for, um, like everywhere he goes, like he just, he just lay hands on people and, and, and there's healings all over the place. And he has this kind of anointing that God uses him in that, in that gift. And, and, they, and they asked him, you know, when, when, did, he, when, when did, um, did, did, did you know that God called you to do that? When did that happen? And he said, you know what? I used to, and he, he talked about his church experience. And, and then he realized one day, because see, the, the, Paul says here, for the one who eats and drinks without careful regard for the body. Who's the body? Jesus and we're the body. So when we take communion, but we don't have a regard for the church, we drink judgment on ourselves. We think, see, a, a part of us thinks, well, as long as me and God, that's why I can do communion on my own at home. Yeah, you can, but that's not what it was intended for. Communion was intended to be done together so that we can have communion. So that we can be open with each other and be open with God. And so God is saying, if there's issues, if you got beef with people here, don't, don't bring it to me. You deal with this first. And once you have a regard, once you have a healthy respect, once you can start to love the body, then you partake. Amen? Then you partake. And so this man, when they asked him, when did you know? He said, you know, one time I had communion and I, and I, got, and I got very sick and I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And God wouldn't give me a word and God wouldn't give me messages. And, I, and, I couldn't. and they said, well, when did that change? Because now you look at people and they're healed and, and you have this incredible ministry. He said, that changed when I, started, when I stopped criticizing my wife. I'll play the video for you. He said, that changed when I stopped criticizing my wife. As soon as I stopped criticizing my wife and talking about, all of a sudden the anointing rose in me. Listen, God is calling some of us in this place to do some amazing things, but we're too busy talking about people. We're too busy criticizing. We're too busy backbiting. We're too busy gossiping. Listen, draw in. Forget about what everybody's done to you. Forget about the hypocrites in the church. You're one too. Embrace it and say, God, you're still working on me. And watch the anointing rise. In you, in the building, in the church. Watch the anointing rise when we realize that, that, that they'll, they'll know us by our love. So it's not to be taken lightly. Paul says we need to have a healthy care for the body, the church. So, so if you have a problem with people in the church, it's time maybe that you would put a towel on your waist and start washing feet. And listen, I don't mean that literally because it would be easier to put a towel around and wash people's feet. It would be easier to do that because some of you would feel very humble doing that. 
And some of you would feel very glorified doing that. It's easier to do that than to go and ask for forgiveness. That's the kind of feet washing we're talking about. It's easier. So I'm not, I don't, don't bring your basins. Don't bring your towels. Don't start. I don't want to see people breaking out in corners washing feet. When I say wash people's feet, that means get to the point where you are humble enough. Humble enough to just love on the people that God brings around us. Amen? Can we, can we do that? God said, today you're going to remember me. And, and, and listen, hear this. you got to hear this because every time you have communion, every time there's a communion service, I, I look at people and I see how people skip the emblems. People pass it by. And they say, you know, I ain't right. I'm, I'm, I don't feel worthy. I, I didn't I'm not prepared yet. I'm not at the place where I should be. And, and, and listen, it's so sad because you're, you're missing out on something that's beautiful. You're letting it pass. You're saying, God, I'm not ready to, to get closer. God, I'm not ready to deal with what. God, I'm not ready to remember you. I'd rather let the emblem pass. Can I, can I talk to you for a minute? We're all unworthy. Hear me. We are all, if, if we pass the emblems and only those that were worthy would take, we'd go back with baskets full. Because not one is starting from the pastor, going through the whole leadership team, going through everybody else in ministry, going to the person that just visited one time. All, we're all unworthy. Not one of us deserve it. Not one of us are good enough. Not one of us have done enough. It's a gift. Amen? Jesus says, remember me, my sacrifice made you worthy. That's what communion is all about. It's not about, we're, oh, I'm a member of the church, so I can take, no. You can be a member of this church. You can be, I, I, this is Pastor Gary line. You can, have, you can have your choir robes on. You can be drooping with baptismal water and right into hell. Oh. It's not, God doesn't see you on the outside. It's a hard thing, and, and none of us is worthy. And those that are helping me pass out the emblems, if you guys would come right now. And if we could just for a moment, if we could just, just kind of be still. We're going to go ahead and... and um, Pass out those emblems. Let's go. Let's come to the front and let's start passing them out. I'm going to ask you to just take it. Take it and hold it. Take it and hold it. Even if you discard it later on, it's okay. Take it and hold it. I want you to understand there's joy in the communion. There's peace in communion. There's forgiveness. There's healing. There's restoration. Listen, God, I really feel God, God, God put this on my heart. There's healing. There's going to be healing right now in communion. In communion, there's going to be healing. And nobody's going to come around and, and slap your forehead. Nobody's going to push you to the floor. Nobody's going to speak into some weird language over you. Nothing, nothing. In communion, there's going to be healing right now. I believe that. 
communion, there's restoration. There's letting go. Some of you need to let go of some things. Amen? Just let go. You need somebody to tell you, let me tell you. You, let go. Just let go. Let go. I know this hurts you hoping on too. I know, but that was 11 years ago. I don't mean to, to make a joke of it. I'm not saying it wasn't real. I'm not saying it's not. But I'm saying you have to let go. God wants to heal that. God wants to restore that. God wants to make you free. There's going to be freedom right now in communion. In communion. You're going to remember me, God says. Today you're going to remember me. God, God tells us to take this meal together because being together shows the world how Jesus changes lives. Creating a holy community that shows the world who Jesus is and what he did. So as you get your emblems, I just want you to hold on to them. And as you reflect and as you, as you, as you do a reflection, a careful reflection on you, when you're ready, you go ahead and you partake. And we're not going to have a, do things a different way. We're not going to have, there won't be an altar call. There won't be some kind of challenge. This is the challenge. The challenge today is right in your seats. Right in the seats with the emblems you have in your hand. Again, when they pass, you take them. Even if you intend to discard them, it's okay. I'll ask God to forgive you. He won't be mad. For you, it's just a cracker and juice. And that's okay. That's okay. I want you to take it. I just want you to reflect. And when you're ready, the challenge for you is saying, today, God, I'll remember you. Today, God.
This is amazing. I hope most of you come back next week. Matter of fact, Easter's next week, right? They said Easter is the rest of this month and next month. Yeah, every Sunday is Easter. <laughs> Amen. And I want to leave here rejoicing. I want you to leave this building knowing that you walked in and you're leaving, whether you're leaving lighter with less burdens. Because God said, look, you can hand those things over to me. So there's no reason to walk in, walk out of this place with what you walked in with. Man. You know, release that. That's what this whole message was about. Release that. God has already set you free. You have victory over that.